What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is the quiet Travis Snail because you know what, Kirkland kids, sometimes they just choose not to fall asleep and then they, you know, they're asleep now, but it takes a little while and sometimes they decide, not. Nah, I ain't going to sleep. fall asleep before then? Same bread. Like often? Uh, not lately, no. Like, that's maybe because I take my guana pills now or guarana pills, however you say them. But, like I said, sometimes they're just going to, you'll do the same routine, everything. No, I'm not going to bed. It doesn't matter what you say. I'm not going. They're hyped because uh, the Bucks won. They're probably Bucks fans. They don't yeah, I, could, I couldn't calm them down. You know, <laughs> they're back flipping everything like that. Uh, and I'm joined by... I am... I don't really have a name today. I am the the loud Kirkland Patser. There you go. Other half of the Pew Boys. The, ba- <laughs> the bandwagoner, you know, stuff like that. Kirkland before cast, tell me how he's the biggest Bucks fan in the world, you know. I had to change my name real quick because I knew someone would call me out. Or like, maybe if I put the number one... Bucks fan, it would like discredit my number one Florence Pugh fan, and I want I want I want that one to be more honest. So there you go. You got to be careful with what you use. You know, it's kind of like Taylor, who I don't know if you remember. He all of a sudden when the Sharks were in the playoffs, he was the biggest Sharks fan in the world. But I'd never heard him. Yeah, I had never heard this at all in my life. The difference was you said to me like, "Oh yeah, I'll jump on the bandwagon." Taylor was like, 
oh no, I've been a Sharks fan my whole <laughs> life. I've not heard a single fucking word. That's a classic thing of Taylor. Oh, oh here, and look, he's, he's in, in the. There, okay, yeah. good. He's in the chat. Look at that. Sharks for the win. Yeah, well, too bad they're not winning shit. But this is a classic Taylor thing. As we've seen the past few days, he just steals things constantly. Popeyes is the newest thing. Now, to preferences, we're getting to newscasts. We'll give plugs with a preference for people. Like, he has told Jessica and you to go Popeyes. Usually, though, I'm the person that was the big Popeyes guy. Me and Emily. I love it. I'm the one that's been to America the most, not to brag, but whatever. I've been there. Popeyes, Jack in the Box, Olive Garden, Red Lobster. I fucking love those, like, mid-tier, like, not high-quality food, but not low-quality food. It's somewhere in the middle, you know? So I told him. I'm the one that had to convince him to go to Popeyes. Like, oh, you'd love it. They have this. They have this. They have this. <laughs> but now when Jessica asked for a chicken place, he says Popeyes. And then with you, he said Popeyes. Now, here's the thing. If it was me in that situation, I would have been like, oh, you know what? Taylor told me to go to Popeyes, and ever since then, I love Popeyes. I love it. No, yeah, Taylor, Taylor says Kirk brought up Popeyes. I'll, I'll I didn't even bring up, up first. He's done, Taylor. Don't. Yeah. Second thing, uh, Taylor's just in the group chat where he could be here, so, you know, sh- shows his loyalty. Second of all, though, if this was the case where I was introduced to the restaurant, I always said, hey, Taylor told me about Popeyes, and I've loved it ever since then, so you should go too. I would have given Taylor credit, but what he doesn't do, he just likes to steal things, just like how he doesn't include me in any, like, Florence Pugh posts, even though I feel like, I not feel like I've seen more of Florence Pugh, I knew her before everybody else here, Hipster Travis, but now I don't get included in all these posts, so Taylor just likes to take all my gimmicks because he has none, you know? That's the problem, so right. uh, you can oh, yeah, continue. Yeah. What in happened, in Popeyes? In Taylor's defense, I was the one that brought up Popeyes because because we finished our Space Jam review. Go check that out. That's mm-hmm. probably yep. doing awesome. The one you yeah. guys all, same thing, stole that for me. You know, I saw it first. And then like, oh, we're reviewing it Fortnite. I knew no idea. And then you boom. On that one. But anyways. Review without me. I woke up. Review was done. Review was done. I was, I was saying how like Shay was coming back in town the next day. So it was like my last night being like, you know, bachelor, bacheloring up. I think that's the, <sighs> the way to say that. Let's go with it. And... I, I was like, so I think I'm going to pick up food instead of just making dinner. You know, last night just alone. So I brought up like, oh, maybe do Popeye's. <laughs> maybe do something else. And then he was giving mm-hmm. me some other ideas. There was never once where I was like, oh, my gosh, Popeye's, what's this? And Taylor's like, oh, you never heard of it? It's awesome. I'm the Popeye's guy. And I totally re- recommend that you go check it out. The only reason why I post in the group chat is because I'm like, okay, I'm undecided, but I'll let you know what I decide. You, Travis, mm. were the one that completely just took that, spun it, made it, you know, added some spice on it, make it a little little spicy conversation, because that's what you do. I, I love you for it, but that's what you do. But did he ever once credit me for saying, like, for him liking Popeyes? That didn't even come up, though. It was just like, oh, Popeyes, that's a good idea. He was never like, oh, I'm the number one Popeyes fanboy. Hmm. He's not the number one fan. He doesn't even know about Black and Ranch. He has no I idea. He is. thinks he's... Exactly. He's you talked to the you and Jessica talked to the wrong people there. Like I guess we can disagree on the macaroni, but above all else, like the black and ranch is what you gotta get. That is the pristine when you have to go. Kirkland with the facts. Well, Taylor, you know what? You know, you know, I'm gonna take that show ownership away. So Taylor, go fucking work on your dancing or something like that. You know, isn't Masson bugging you about wedding planning? And here you are watching this podcast. So, yeah, you're not Mr. Popeyes. You can be Mr. San Jose Bandwagon and Shark. That's fine. To give you, you know. credit. I was like one of the last members in the GV, I think, to actually visit Popeyes. Um, funny enough, yes, it's on the west side. I live on the west side before I didn't do it. And you were the one that was definitely rooting and tooting it. But I also, oh, fanboy Clay, it's Mm-mm. just chicken. 
No, fuck off, Clay. You don't even know. You don't even know it's just chicken. There's just chicken, and then there's chicken. You know, and that's the thing where I'll say like the fast food places we have here, like Mary Brown's is fine, KFC, but like they have that nice like you know Louisiana New Orleans, you know, sort of. Yeah, it's not the same because I've actually been to New Orleans and it's like it's not the exact same quality, but it has a certain flavor. So that's where I would push yeah. back with so, your fanboy. So you you were praising it, but also it's just like very relevant on social media. It's like especially when the chicken sandwiches, the chicken sandwiches were just popping off, and they were like running. Oh yeah, those are good. Buns and people were like bringing their own ciabatta buns. And uh, so, did you get a sandwich I, yet? I knew that was the first thing I ever got because of the social oh, media okay. craze. I'm like, Oh my yeah. God, they got, they got ciabatta buns. Ciabatta. If you're talking to Taylor field, I think that's how he pronounces it. <laughs> yo, yo, Samite Sam. <laughs> yo, <in a> sabata. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't really know where, how we got into this topic, but I, I like it. So there you go. Go check it. Oh, I just opened up with it. I just opened up with it. And lately, so I'll give you, I'll give you that. Credit. Yeah. And one day I will do Jack I'm, in the box. Cause you have been, Crazy that one. Yeah, sure. a Mr. Popeyes, a Mr. Jack in the Box, Mr. Adam Driver. I'll, I'll be Mrs. Florence P. But no, Jack in the Box is like it, it's it's so good. I miss it so much. Their milkshakes are yeah. so good. I, that's what I'm waiting for. If it can come out here, I'll be complete. I do love a good Red Lobster and Olive Garden though. That's that's uh, true. Red Lobster is pretty. A good time. I never had Olive Garden. I think one time we went in and it was just way too long of a wait. We're like, okay, we'll pass. Unlimited breadsticks. Yeah, I, I do like Red Lobsters for sure. Um, it's funny too because like when I was younger I feel like it was like TBS was the channel and it's based out of Georgia Atlanta I believe mm. so they always yes. had like Sonic you know like that uh, the milk the shake sh- whatever you know that it's a fast food joint I think but like Jack in the Box yep. as well and I would always see those commercials I would always see the food I'd always see the milkshakes and I'm like mom mom take me there she's like no we don't got those here <laughs> <laughs> so to this day I've I've not had Jack in the Box. One time when I was in the States, I saw Sonic and it was like as mm. we were driving by, I was just like in the window, like a sad puppy. I was just like, no. And I missed out on it. So Sonic ain't bad. What is really good, which is only in, I think, California, wherever it is, man, like the hype, some people shit on, but I think the hype is real for In N Out Burger. Oh, I fuck, can man. Speak to that. It's, it's good. Yeah. So when we were in Vegas, I, the team went to In N Out and, um, we have a lot of American listeners, so this might come to a shock to you, but I didn't realize that in America, you can get like your hamburger meat like done differently. I think here in the, in Canada, it's just like a set, like it's just well done. You get it. It's just, yeah, it's well yeah. done. You know, it's, it's cooked all the way through. So a friend of mine got an In-N-Out burger and it was like pink in the middle. And he's like, what the hell is this? Like, this is like undercooked. And we made like a big debacle like out of it um so like that was kind of a thumbs down experience there and like i i just found like the bun it just looked like like it just had like grease prints like by someone's fingers like putting the bun on it and they just had like grease on their fingers so like and again every fast food joint is different maybe that employee was just really pissed off at his job or something and just hated it and just like gave us some shitty food but i've only had one in and out experience and i did not like it so there you go no, oh, see, and Family Clay agree with you, but Family Clay, you're in America, so you can't appreciate it. I think you you got to go to see. You went to where Vegas, Texas. No, no, we went to the San Francisco one. Mm. That one's prime. Okay. That that's where you got to go. I and I, judging by the mood you're in, Family Clay, and I, are you just here to shit on everything I like? <laughs> it's just chicken, in and out. It's not that you amazing. You know what else? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm gonna talk about. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about Batman for the next hour and ruin it. But uh, let's talk about some news. We'll get some plugs away before someone's like, oh, I tune in for MCU one star. 
I talked about food the whole time. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, this is Geek First Podcast, episode 402. We're on the long trek to 500, but you can go back and listen to all those 400 episodes. But most recently, we have a Space Jam review. We have a review for Sphere Street. We have a review for Gunpowder. Uh, Gunpowder. I always want to say smoke. Gunpowder Milkshake. And then later on this week, we'll be having Snake Eyes and Old Kirkland and Taylor will be doing Snake Eyes and I'll be doing Old with me. What a burger where it's at? No. Come on now. That's not. No, no, no. Just because you. Oh, I get to pick my toppings. Yeah. I'll be doing Old with you. I was getting that way. He's just throwing out weird food things, you know. But Never yeah, me and Kirkland will be doing Old and then. um. I might try and do Zola because I missed that a few weeks ago, but it's coming on VOD. And then what is happening? Oh, next week's Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I don't expect a Jungle Cruise review. If I happen to see it, sure. But uh, yeah, I don't think that's happening. But next year for the public, our Superhero Draft will be releasing and our six-year anniversary. You can get that all right now on Patreon. Go there. There's a whole bunch of different tiers, but right now you can get the you know the most popular tier, the Phase 2 tier ad for exclusive early episodes, doing some exclusive recording. Actually... Wow, he worked. <laughs> he walked at me. I was gonna throw him a question, but I think it's. I guess it's actually this Sunday is when we will be recording. Not not for you guys at all. I just forgot uh, Kirkland. I forgot that we have uh, some recording to do this Sunday. Actually, those Spider Man. That's casts. right. Back to back movies. So I've actually completely forgot. So I need to look into my weekend. But we have lots of stuff popping off on Patreon. You send in questions. You can get behind the scenes look. A uh, whole bunch of things. And uh, yeah, Patreon will get like a little bit update near the end of the year. But uh, we're making some changes. All good stuff so stay tuned for that uh head down in the description below where you can find all our podcast feeds whether it's this one or the three other ones have for the review one the news one or the retrospective one you can find the podcast network seven days a week seven shows we'll talk about that on marvel lines which i am tuning or i'm going to be guest hosting with chris i'm making my nice return we got lots to talk about so tune there i have some announcements of new shows some shuffles things like that uh some interesting things happening there but all good stuff so try and think if there's anything else uh yeah reviews are coming up a big thank you to carl and aaron Braden, who are our patreon producers at the highest tier if you like what we do please leave a review on apple podcasts and uh we really appreciate your uh, contribution there because that helps us out a lot. So, and thank you to everyone that's been listening to these casts. So, we got a few topics tonight, Kirkland. I want to hit you with this one first, our main one. There's, it's kind of a twofer, but I want to talk to you first about. We talked about it a little bit on After Nine, but we didn't dive deep last week. They released that like free guy reaction trailer, where it's like, oh, Deadpool and Korg and everything like that. I wanted to ask you because I don't know if you watched the whole thing. So, one, did you watch? But two. What do you think about that meaning as far as, because obviously we've heard this announcement like, okay, Deadpool 3 is happening, it's in the MCU, it's radar, but other than that, we've not really heard anything, there's no release date, There's it's not on any phase posters or whatnot. Did this at least increase your hope that we will be getting some updates or at least seeing in the MCU soon, or do you think this was just a, uh, you know, Tyke is in the movie, he's in the movie, sure, let them have some fun with this gimmick as far as, oh, we'll use these two Marvel characters to promote this movie that now they own, because as he says in the trailer, they got an a fire cell jokingly yeah i i definitely think it's like hinting at something coming up um mm-hmm. i i don't think it's going to be like deadpool 3 right around the corner or something like that directed by taiko watiti or <laughs> whatever it Ooh. might be um but i mean like i i want to say like if you look at the mcu everything's got a meaning you know every little ladybug is a signifying for something else um and wow. then you get the ralph boner thing <laughs> and then you get you know like the evan peters uh, we're all like oh my gosh he's in there that means that like this is going to be yep. a big crossover event right um which didn't really lead to anything um 
um i guess you could say like some low-key variants maybe some people were like leaning into more like whether it's uh like the president loki thing that didn't really lead to too much there mm. so again like if you take those out of the way i feel like overall the mcu is like very much like leading into the next thing like they don't just show things just for fun um and yeah i i i feel confident confidently that this is actually like okay i know like deadpool has actually been like working on something with the mcu whether that's just like um yeah like an appearance well, they say they are working yeah, on something yeah, yeah yeah so oh i mean you mean like something else maybe more yeah, to and, set that yeah, up exactly like maybe it's like a cameo or something in uh i don't i, I don't know where he would appear first um mm -hmm. Like, I guess you could make the argument that it would make the most sense to have him in, like, the next Thor uh, just because of, you know, Taika and him being on screen with Korg. That's the first MCU character he's been on screen with. Um, yep. But I, I feel strongly that that is the case where it's not just, okay, this is just a unique way to promote the movie um, because Deadpool is a Disney property now, right? Like, I feel like it would be weird mm -hmm. for them to just promote this just because it's... <laughs> um, just because it's fun, uh, I don't know. I I feel like that isn't the case there, and I don't have like strong like evidence or anything for. But I also haven't seen like any strong evidence against. So I I'm totally in the category that this uh, that this is leading to something. Um, yeah, whether he's just like well, appearing in movies, like I guess. Uh, no, sorry. I I'll let you go. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I forgot to change it to this for the uh, the pew boys here, but I have a little. She gets cut off. Speaking I'm still working bit. on. I'm still, uh, yeah, I'm still working on finding. Well, I had a good one, but look at this, just cuts off Ooh. her head completely. Yeah, but I liked her with the car. Her neck but makes you know, her look so old there a little bit. Yeah, so she's peeking on us. So I hashtag like pew boy. So yeah, I, so this was really fun because they even did this thing with this trailer where they like it got out there, but it was like unlisted, like on purpose. It was unlisted, so you had to like find it. But I, I. I, I'll preference this with like what I've said on Marvel Alliance. I think I've probably said on this show before too, where I, I expect any day to get some sort of press release of, oh, you know, things didn't work out and we love Ryan, but he's really busy and we're really busy. And just because like it is that thing of like, hey, once they're doing a movie, the radar, the MCU, that is something different. Already people are like, well, will Blade be radar? Will, and Feige has to be like, no, 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 it's just Deadpool right now. So that's where it is kind of like a Pandora's box, right? And that's where I always think that there could become a time where they're writing and they both just disagree and like you know what this is too much but i think this at least gives me hope that they are planning on trying to make it work you know it might not work out but they're at least trying to give an effort because i feel yeah you could say oh it's just to promote this little movie disney owns it now but i don't think even if it's just little korg played by taika i don't think they would let him use anything from the mcu if they weren't at least trying to make something happen you know so it, it's it's weird with deadpool because like the the merger happened. We heard nothing. And then we just heard like, oh, yeah, there'll be more Deadpool movies, but a very vague like, yeah, OK, sure. Like, well, let's wait till you see that. And that was, I don't know, I think at least over a year till we heard something. And then it was like, OK, uh, it's going to be Radar. It's going to be the MCU. I think the I think it's a pair of sisters. If not, it's two female writers that write for Bob's Burgers. They're writing the movie. So it's like, OK, we got that. And that is I think it's been under a year. But still, it's like we get these like little updates with Deadpool that are substantial. But it's like, OK, you get this update and that's it. So I always, like I said, worry because of Disney's nature. But this at least shows that I think they have 
plans for him in the future, what the plans are, I don't know. But this is where I pose the main question, where this is something that I heard months and months ago, just by kind of like a C-tier scooper, so I didn't really think of anything about it. But then like another C-plus scooper, after this video came out, I saw a comment and then I watched their video and they kind of said it passingly, but it almost sounded like they maybe thought it was information that they'd known about that they had heard that they're going to be making Deadpool, the new Stan Lee equivalent where he would be cameoing. in I don't know if every movie, but a lot of movies. So just on the surface, how would you feel about that? Of like, like in my opinion, you said Thor or Thor love and thunder. In my opinion, where it would start if this thing does start is uh, Doctor Strange, just because if we're doing the multiverse thing, I think that's a way to whether he falls in our universe, whether it's I still think the funnest way for Deadpool 3 to happen is him being in his Fox universe and it's like closing and he has he's trying to get in the MCU. <laughs> I still think that is like yeah. the funnest route. And especially because like in that reaction, he's like, oh, so Korg, how do I get in the MCU mm-hmm. and stuff? So they're playing with it. But that's my prediction. I think multiverse of madness, you'll see him even if it's cameo but how would you feel about him having like a cameo almost every film like a kind of like stan lee had yeah that it's an interesting idea for sure um i feel like mm-hmm. when i initially read that i was definitely like turned off on the idea i felt like part of me was like uh like i i kind of like the idea of just only keeping those for stan lee because he's just like one of the founding fathers of this entire thing right so it's just um yeah. it's really awesome that we had him in there and now that he's since passed like to just replace him with you know deadpool is pretty iconic everyone would probably really like it but i a part of me when i initially read that was like uh like i feel like disrespectful is the wrong word but that's just what i felt initially just because i'm like yeah i just want to have that role for stan lee however like the more i stew and then the red dot came on you and you're like you talk tell <laughs> yeah. him so I'm like i don't know if they should do this and they're like oh no i love it <laughs> essentially i i could hear the music yeah. going you know like the oscar speeches yeah. are going um the more i've been like marinating on the idea i uh, like just throughout today i think it does make sense actually if, if they did do it because i it would be another just fun thing to look for in all of these mcu movies i feel like every single one would just be like like big thumbs up i like similar route of the stan lee cameos like i don't love all of them but every time it pops up mm. even if like something serious is happening when he pops up i'm like oh okay nice like that's the one you know and then next movie would go on and then like same sort of feels i feel like if we do the deadpool route um no matter like the feel of the movie whether it's a more serious tone or just a more fun one i feel like it'll just be a good like change of pace like right away um so i'm i'm kind of torn in the middle because i i like i said like the more i think about it the more i like it but then i and then like the back of my mind i'm like well is this the only thing that we're gonna get of deadpool like i still want to see a solo movie with him right so yeah i I don't want to just designate him as the cameo guy but i feel like if any character would fit that role other than stan lee it would be a deadpool because it, it it could be it could be anything right he could be shitting on like the, his old movie or like any old like interpretation of a character that we're seeing on screen it could be something just like he, he just has free reign in anything that he talks about mm-hmm. so I, I think it would work well um but i feel like i'm still a little pushbacky on it however if it does go that route I'm sure I'd be laughing out loud, like the first cameo of him on there. So I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of tough to say for sure. What about you? Yeah, I'm honestly the exact same boat you are where I feel 
I think they could do it right. It could be lots of fun. And every movie you would have, if that's going to be comedic, because I even thought about, I'm like, well, what about a movie like Endgame? Like, I don't know if I really want Deadpool in there, but it's like, well, even then you have the Stanley cameo. But to me, like the Stanley cameos, that's where the two things I push back on the Stanley cameo and Endgame, if you look at it, it's like, okay, make peace, love, not war. And he like, oh, and he, it's like, you can laugh, but it's not, I don't think they're always just like laugh out loud. It's all just like, oh, look, it's Stan Lee. You know, yeah. like, even the one with like in Captain Marvel when he's reading the Mallrats skit, that's not a funny one. He's just on the bus reading a script for a movie he's going to be in, right? Where that's the thing. And it has this like sentiment to it where Deadpool I don't think is ever going to have that every time Deadpool's going to be in it it's going to be something comedic something kind of in your face and that's where with Stanley I feel like it's a fun easter egg but it can still mesh in the movie I do wonder if Deadpool even if it's for 30 seconds is just so commanding especially Ryan Reynolds which is a good thing but is it just would it take you out of it almost too much I don't know and that's where maybe not every movie I need it but and then the other thing is like yeah there is part of me that just kind of wants it to end with stan like i'm not like i'm not saying deadpool can't cameo in doctor strange and go off to his own movie that's fine if there's a cameo here and there but if it is like okay he's gonna be the new stanley i kind of i might just want that to be for stanley because mm-hmm. he is one of the creators he's not the only creator there's movies he was in that he didn't create the character but still he is one of those kind of like the vince mcmahon right it's like he created this huge tree that kept growing and growing and gave us the marvel comics the marvel universe yeah exactly right it's kind of that without him there's maybe none of this so mm-hmm. that's where it's like and that's where it's weird to equate it to like oh and now deadpool takes his place where deadpool is none of that right but then you can maybe make the argument of like well we want to go the other route with the cameos but then like i said i go the other route of like I have my problems with Black Widow, but no Stanley or Deadpool cameo is not it. You know, I wasn't like, you know what? Without a cameo from somebody, this really hurts it. So I go back and forth. S. Bub says he doesn't think it will happen. And Cameo Clay actually has a really fun idea. It's like, if Deadpool's going to have a cameo in every MCU movie, uh, he should be have the background. No lines, where's Waldo of the MCU? I would really actually like that. Because I think that'd be on that line where I think you could kind of do half and half, where depending on the movie, he could have a cameo. Maybe he's an end credit scene. But yeah, if there was times where he's just in the background, much like Spider-Verse had like so many Easter eggs that you didn't know about. Like, mm-hmm. Stanley's all over that movie. He only speaks once, but he's all over the movie. So I think that that would actually be kind of fun. But at the same time, like I was going to say, like, are you going to get Ryan Reynolds to shoot that? But at the same time, I guess you just put someone in a suit. Yeah. One game that did it really well was the the original Marvel Legos. Deadpool was used as that. He's used as like a narrator sometimes, a guide. He's used like the menu guy. And they did it really clever. So do I think that the MCU could use Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds? Reynolds well yeah I do I, I think I'd laugh I think I'd have a good time and it would be a kind of, kind of fun like okay what are we gonna do and I and I also think though he would still get his own movie because I think if he did just cameo I think people would be very disappointed and yeah. that's one thing I think again with the trailer reaction shown whether it's bleeping his words I, for me it's just like I'm not I'm not there to see the potty mouth and everything like that. Yeah, it's great if we get International's Women's Day stuff like that. But Deadpool is funny because of like his wit and the situation he's putting and with the characters he's putting. I've said this many times that people think Deadpool has to be rated R because it has to be like the comic books. The comics aren't rated R, so you just have that's kind of showing your hand that you haven't read it. They did that with the movies, so I get that a lot of people think that. But the comic books all the time bleep out words; they don't show stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that trailer reaction also showed that yeah, he can work 
in a PG thirteen. Like I, I want to see him interact with Korg more than I do about him talking about like you know shit jokes or stuff mm-hmm. like that, which he could still do. But like I, I do, I, I don't think even if this rumor is true, I don't think he would be like he doesn't get his own movie now. It might be weird that he gets his own movie, then he's in all these movies. So if that was the case of oh he's gonna be in the next three phases, but he's not getting his own movie. I don't really want that. I think the cameos could be fun, but I definitely want his own movie. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's almost hard for me to believe. I wonder if it's like he cameoed in Doctor Strange and suddenly Scoopers found out about that and right. they think going forward it's going to be the Stanley stuff. But Yeah, I like you were saying, like if I had to trade, you know, seeing Deadpool cameos in every single MCU movie or just a, like a single standalone Deadpool movie in the MCU, I would take that single standalone MCU movie yeah. every single day of the week. Um, so if we're getting cameos of Deadpool in every MCU movie, in his movie, would we get like a Hugh Jackman cameo in the background? <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for them to pull that trigger. I'm still surprised Hugh Jackman's not, like I said, not Wolverine, just Hugh Jackman as Hugh yeah. Jackman. I don't know why that hasn't happened. It could be, could be, uh, I, I still think the, I've said this before, the ultimate cameo is Kevin Feige. I think that's mm. you go, I know he wouldn't want to do it, but like that's that's yeah. the that's the big like oh shit moment, especially too because it'd be so great when you see it, half the audience isn't gonna get it, but like yeah. we will, and that's what matters. 100%. You know? No, and then like if he's on screen and it's an MCU movie, that means Kevin Feige is technically an MCU character. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and then like just touching upon the Deadpool PG thirteen stuff, if they go that route, I could totally see them just like having bleeps, like him talking and like as an auditory bleep, and then like he'll just make yeah. a comment like "fucking Disney" or something, you know, like just whatever it might be. I feel whether it's no swearing, whether they like replace his swear words with like just like oh fudge or something like that and then he's like he like physically can't swear and then he like comments on it and he just like blames disney or something like there's so there's thousands of ways to write it that way and i 100 percent agree with you how devil doesn't have to be all about swearing and everything like i feel like like the shock humor of him just like using these vulgar words it's a part of the humor but it's it's not the majority of it whatsoever Mm -hmm. it's it's the uh, creativeness and like you said bouncing off different characters and stuff like that and the other thing that I worry with these cameos too, like let's say you get a Deadpool three, okay, it's whatever, it's in the MCU, it's back and forth, whatever it is, you get that movie, and then he starts making all these cameos and all of them. My worry is I could understand that you wouldn't maybe want a character like a Deadpool in a serious situation like Infinity War or Endgame, but I don't want to be like, oh, he's in the movies with these cameos. That's how he's crossing over. I do eventually want like a, you know, him and Tom Holland together for a movie. You know, I want like if there is an Avengers movie for, I don't know if he needs to be in the roster, but or here's the equivalent. Some like Thor Love and Thunder. They take a character and then it's like, okay, how Hulk's in it? Deadpool's going to be in this one. So whether it's Spider-Man, whether it's Guardians, I don't want them to be like, yeah, we're doing Deadpool movies and he's in the MCU, but him being in the MCU is him cameoing. I want him eventually in team-ups. I want like, especially like, think about the fight from civil war and a deadpool is there for that the commentary he could make the funny could have like I, I want that again i don't think any of that needs to be radar and i i it's very interesting it's just like for me deadpool is that situation i think i've made it a similar analogy a few weeks ago but it's that girl or guy keeps telling you like they're interested and we're gonna go on a date and you believe them you trust them they show all these signs but it's like the date still hasn't happened and you know they might be like oh you know i'm sick girl i got school and it 
in the real world, that might be 100% true. But in your mind, you get a little paranoid. You go, what's going on? Why haven't we gone on this date yet? And for me, once I see a, and I'm hoping this December, when we get our other, like the Disney's, you know, big cock investor call, that they have a new slate or whatever. They have their like nice foggy graphs and Deadpool has like a logo on there. Because again, it's just, it always feels strange to me that like they've said they are, you know, writing it. It's being produced. It's in the MCU, but it's never had that full, like even Blade, they walked my Shaw Lee out. They gave him a fucking hat. They're like, he's getting a movie. He had a logo and everything. It, it, it's been very quiet, but maybe my hope is that they're just going to announce something. And then when they announce, it's like, and we're going like production, casting, here we go. So, and at the same time, there's argument, maybe they're taking their time. They want to get it right. And that that's, that's fine. But I just, I definitely want to date as Brent always rubs in my face. He said, there's only been one thing ever announced in the MCU that's never happened. That was the Inhumans. They made that a TV show. So I do understand, but that's where I counter Brent of Inhumans was on that slate. Deadpool's not even on the slate yet, you know? So I, 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 I still have faith. I have hope. This cameo thing, I would have to see it done. I think that the tough thing is, in the moment, I'd probably love it because I think they'll do some funny stuff. And I think that is and here's the thing too like i feel like if you do a cameo a deadpool you go two ways you go what fanboy clay and said he's like a background where's waldo or i want him legitimately in the movie interacting with our main character not like how stanley was just like oh off the side little scene moved away i'd want it like okay the reason you're gonna like this is because he's gonna interact with benedict Cumberbatch. she's gonna interact with tom holland he's gonna interact with chris hemsworth not like a oh he's helping some old lady cross the street in the middle of a scene so i think you either go god or go like fully for or something kind of background but i i i i'm hoping this this december we get that full-on hey here's the date here's director we're moving you know yeah so you said that's the the disney day is in december uh like end of december yeah because that's when last year yeah i think it's someone mid because remember last year we got that like when they revealed all that star wars stuff and pixar stuff and they did that the year before too so it seems like that's becoming their unofficial like the way dc fandom is happening in october it seems like disney investor day in december is that but it's unofficially like it's becoming an event they haven't advertised as that but they put on a fucking show like look how many marvel shows they announced last year in star wars and everything and they announced like a to go over oh yeah yeah, they never they announced a Buzz Lightyear movie. Yeah. So I think that I'm hoping December. I'm hoping sooner, but they're not doing Comic Con, which is just an at home one. So I, I I'm hoping December will get an actual physical, you know, date. And again, I think there's just so much fun of Kevin Feige's on stage and he's making his announcements and you have Ryan Reynolds interrupt. Like again, I think just Kevin Feige and Ryan Reynolds in general to me, there's lots of jokes to be had there. And I think Ryan Reynolds is a smart enough guy to bring people in on the joke and laugh with them and not go for the fucking jugular. Like it seems right. like that in this movie he goes for the jugular, but if you look at all this stuff, when we're watching the movie, he takes all these shots at Hugh Jack Moore. I was like, Oh my god, but when you really listen to them, they're nothing that like they're they're not they're not like man he's ruining relationships yeah, over this you yeah, know exactly. it's just like he's, even his joke against Korg when he's like I liked Dark World better it's like we go oh shit but it's like that's not really that big it's fun but I think if Feige was there he's not gonna fucking like tear him down like you know why don't got no hair man like I don't <laughs> think he's gonna look like, no exactly because <laughs> like he's he's really really funny but he's also very yes. smart like like and yeah uh, like being a good like comedian <laughs> it's about mm-hmm. knowing like a time and place i feel like ryan reynolds definitely like maybe pushes it close to the line there but he's he's smart enough that he wouldn't just you know just insult like the head honcho 
<laughs> he always knows where the line is, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you know, exactly. and if the and to me the line is if it's somewhere else, it's like International Women's Day, where it's like that to me. So I'm like, okay, we literally have a scene of Monica Bellucci like putting on a strap on and just going to town them. But the thing is, that's going over the line, but it's not like offending anybody because it's like going over the line of like, oh shit, I didn't think they'd do that in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's going over like a like a line that we have in our mind of like a sexual like, oh no 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 male hero character is gonna be getting pegged in a movie or something like that. But then it happens. Those are the lines he crosses. I think the personal ones, he pretty much stays pretty on point. And like even then, like the Fox Fire Cell joke, it's like, yeah, he made a joke about these Fox movies. Like he's joking about Free Guy maybe being like a lesser quality movie. But at the end of the day, you kind of get it because like, oh, well, no, it's because Fox was being sold and stuff. Yeah. So he's smart. I, like I said, I hope it does happen too because I think with Disney, if they're all game kind of like this Deadpool reaction trailer, I think the marketing machine for a Deadpool 3 would be, Ooh. it's going to be something else, you yeah. know, because they've always had great marketing. So uh, anything else on Deadpool, this trailer, these cameos, anything else? I'm just excited to see more of it. I feel like uh, this little Korg reaction trailer is just... Whether this is like a new like mini series where he's just like <laughs> doing little reviews with Korgs, um, I I I'm just excited to see more of it, and I I'm an optimist, so I think it's kind of around the corner. I think we're gonna start seeing more stuff. You get a next Deadpool trailer reaction, but it's with a different MCU character. Who do you want? Um, like other than Korg? Um, yeah, other than Korg, probably Groot. That'd be my pick. Groot. Yeah, just because it would be like hilarious if he just keeps repeating that, and he's just like, oh, I. No idea what you're saying, but I totally agree. Like, just, I could just picture like the dialogue right there. So that's my top off the yeah. top uh, guess. Or uh, I love that line. Like, I didn't want Korg, but everyone else is busy on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that we both went to Guardians because I went with Drax because oh, I yeah, think like good. with De- Dave Batista's like deadpan humor and stuff like that, I think that would be really good because you can't give him the main guys. You know, no, like you yeah. can't like or like I said or do one with a true reaction with him like with Hugh Jackman, but Hugh Jackman the actor. You know, like something like that. I'm trying to think of like other people that have been in the MCU that would, you know, like, they, they, I don't think they'd ever go full out and get Josh Rowland to do Thanos. I was, that could I was be kind of fun. I was thinking about that a little bit, actually, because <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that it would just be, like, another CGI character or someone with, like, yeah. less, like, prosthetics. That's why, like, Drax, it, I want to see it, but, like, that's a lot of, like, <laughs> hair yep. and makeup. Uh, I guess he does no hair. And you gotta but... throw that on David Batista to be like in good shape. Yeah. It's like you're ready to go. Which he, he usually is. He's a good guy, but even he'll admit like you want to train sometime. You know, right. so you want to look swole. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other CGI characters. But anyways, Maddie, you can join when you're on our Phase 2 Patreon. You can send us questions or topics or opinions on the topics we'll be talking about. He said, not sure I feel about Deadpool idea. Could be fun if executed well. He said, if there were someone to be a recurring cameo character like that going forward, who would you guys nominate apart from Deadpool? That's a tough one because I tried to think of like what other legends, but like I know there's Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and stuff like that, like other people that were big. I and some of these people have passed, but I mean, like even with Stan Lee, it's like I don't know if you can get anyone of his ilk to be the next like as big as Stan. As some people might think that's unfortunate, but it's just like he is like the godfather of Marvels. Like that's tough. So I tried to think of like who else would you get? I tried to think of like legacy characters that you like. Like, uh, I would love it if it was maybe Patrick Stewart, but not as Professor X, just Patrick Stewart. But I don't know if there's, like, 
It's funny that I'm saying I don't know if I want Deadpool to do these cameos because it's Stanley Sink, but at the same time, I don't know if there's anyone else other than Deadpool that I could think yeah. having this gimmick work, right? Because Stanley, they started early and they made fun of it, it, like made fun with it, but I don't know if there's any character that I could think like, I guess you could do like Howard the Duck or something like that, but it still doesn't have mm-hmm. the same same residence. But okay, you could take Howard the Duck, maybe raise him up a little bit. That's a guy where it's like, I don't need to see an MCU movie or show of him, so I'd be fine with that, but that's the only type of characters I would think. And I would think, yeah, pick someone CG because as morbid as it sounds, you wouldn't have to worry about this person passing again. But yeah. it was a tough one when Maddie asked, because I'm like, I don't know. And that's where maybe I am wrong in thinking like Deadpool does actually work pretty well in that situation. Yeah, I think you said it well, where like, I don't think anyone can quite be at the Stan Lee level. Because like, even if yeah. you had Foggy or someone like, yeah, he's like the main guy in this. Foggy. Um, but for one, I don't, he gets I don't, so much shit for one. I don't think he would want to do it. No. Um, and then two, like, even though he is like the main guy pushing this, just the fact that like, uh, Stan Lee, like was that guy for like, like fucking years. Well, before both of our times, you know, both of our, both of us, you're born 99. I'm born 96. So, uh, <laughs> uh, 89, 89, actually, I, I always screw that up, but you're uh, born 1989, 89. you're born in yep. 89 or sorry. No, no. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I meant 1999. That's what I 99. said. I was, I was, <laughs> yep. I miss, I misheard like, you. I misheard you're way older you. Than I thought, okay. Um, it's a long day. <laughs> so like <laughs> Stan Lee just Bob. has that legacy. And I, yes. I think if you choose someone, um, because I feel like my two would just be like either Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Stan Lee, or like Kevin Fe- or uh, Stan Lee. So I guess not Stan Lee. He's he's gone now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kevin Feige, Deadpool, and I I just don't think they're at that Stan Lee level. So I I think I would prefer just no no cameos. But if it's the only way to get Deadpool, I guess I go that route. But I'd still be pretty salty that I'm not getting uh, a standalone movie or a Disney Plus series, yeah. whatever they're doing. Disney Plus series that I almost believe that one less just like but I guess you know they got they got parentals up there so well you can join our discord uh if you want to join our discord hit us up because there is a link in the description but apparently it changes 14 days so you can just hit us up on twitter facebook and we'll let you know but let us know on twitter facebook what you thought if you're like this idea if you don't like this idea any pitches you may have like maddie said is there any character you could think of that like hey like what like i'm trying to think of like even a character from a different like chimney cricket or pinocchio like i'm trying to think like uh you know r2d2 character yeah yeah something like that you know but uh, if you guys have any suggestions let us know we're gonna take our first ad break and then we're gonna talk about some trailers and we have some other marvel news about loki and why i may be a little worried for season two so we'll be right back that's a hook right there that's a tease that's a tease with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. All right, and we're back. We're not going to get to the tease yet. We're going to talk about some trailers. So, Kirk, I'm going to leave it up to you. What would you rather talk about first? Would you rather talk about Malignant or would you rather talk about The Last Duel? And whichever one you want to talk about, you can. the floor is yours. I sir. will do my most positive one last. So this is a fun little, like, ooh, oh. what am I going to go with? Uh, the Last Duel. Let's start with that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this trailer, um, I forget it. who the female lead was. I maybe Jodie Comer. She's Comer. big from um, Killing Eve, and she's also okay. in Free Guy. She plays Ray's mother as well in the fla- oh. the small flashback. But Killing Eve is apparently this great show. We're talking about shows we're behind in After Nine. It's this great show with Sandra Oh that people, I think it's about hit women or something like that or assassins, but ever since then i think she's won a few emmys she's gotten a lot of praise and she's kind of been blowing up ever since that show i think it's coming to an end but jody comer is her name and i haven't seen her but people just say great things about her interesting yeah no she like she mm. looked really good in the trailer um i thought the trailer overall was very like artsy whether it was like that cool effect when it was coming in i think like the last shot of the trailer is like her and then it's it, like built it like makes a cross over her her, her yeah her face so like i thought it was very artsy i thought it looked good it was a good looking trailer um was very surprised about the cast and like holy shit matt damon's in this and then i think i i knew adam driver was in it um maybe mm. you had mentioned it before and then uh uh there's another one i believe that i'm ben, ben affleck yes thank you <laughs> with the the blonde little goatee thing i was gonna say that's <laughs> been the biggest talk of the internet what do you think of affleck's look in this movie <laughs> i i was a little like I was a little thrown off when I first saw him. Um, when he talked, though, I was kind of surprised. Um, it didn't sound mm-hmm. like super like uh, like English accent or something like that, but it just sounded different yeah. from his voice. So I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe I'm buying this uh, this uh, Ben Affleck cameo here, or not cameo <laughs> appearance in this movie. He's not just cameoing in this. Like a cameo That's Kirkland's man. new uh, Deadpool, Ben yeah. Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get bad flick and all these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So as a trailer, I, I mentioned it, it looked artsy. It looked just good. I thought like all the the set designs look good. The costume designs look good. But for whatever reason, I just was not that high on this trailer. I I don't hmm. I, I've no I haven't talked to you about it, so I have no idea what you feel on it. But I when I was watching the trailer, I was like, I'm not that interested in this for whatever. I feel like I should be just for like the cast alone, but. Um, the like the idea of what the film is is like you know like it sounds like some affair that has like a lot of consequences in it and i i don't think it's an affair what do you mean i don't think it's an affair you think it was like sexual assault or something yeah Yeah. i think that's what well i think they're gonna play it as like uh you know did he do it but i think i think they've cast adam driver for a reason they know he can play a villain so i think there will be a reveal that he did do it but i think that's what's gonna be that yeah that he's gonna play it all like he well in this trailer he just says he's innocent so i'm assuming if people didn't watch this trailer it's jody it's like what century is this taking place in 1400s i would say yeah so she's claiming that so it's matt damon playing her husband his like i guess 
friend, good friend, whatever, Adam Driver, don't know the characters' names yet. They're like war buddies and stuff like that. He's gone on a mission or whatever, some some expedition. She claims that Adam Driver has sexually assaulted her. So, and it's interesting because in the trailer, it doesn't seem like she wants the duel to happen, but Matt Damon's wanting the duel to happen because she says, like, you're just doing this for pride. But they're doing this duel where, you know, he's gonna, they're gonna fight and either he's gonna kill Adam Driver or Adam Driver's gonna kill Matt Damon and then they're gonna kill his wife for, I guess, lying. It's very strange, but I'm, I'm sure much in the 1400 didn't make sense because uh, we have, <laughs> we have evolved since then. So yeah. That's good. We don't, we don't deal squabbles in a, dueling situation so yeah 100 percent. so yeah and like i've only seen the trailer once and it might it might mm-hmm. grow on me it might be one of those like sleeper picks where i do see the movie and i'm like holy shit i was really blown away on it because i do think this is going to be like a very like serious film um i think oh, it's gonna yeah. be a lot more like um like dialogue heavy as opposed to action i, I feel like it'll be that route a lot more of like a drama um they try to play with the action, but it's just that one duel, and like it looks ring. like maybe yeah, it's like one. There's like one shot too of like Matt Damon like in a field with a bunch of guys. So I'm sure there's like some like a few of them fighting over because that's the thing. Like this is Ridley Scott, and like that's one of the reasons why I'm excited as far as like he directed Gladiator. So right there, it's like okay, huge scope of movie like Alien, Blade Runner, The Martian. Like these are movies that can become like huge scope. So I guarantee you there will be set pieces in this movie that you'll go wow, like that looks really good. Like this yeah. guy is like a He's and and it's really exciting because later because of COVID this was supposed to come out last year but it didn't later on this year he also has House of Gucci coming out with Adam Driver and oh, Lady Gaga so that, he yeah. is yeah he has two bangers coming out this year so like you like the, and those are just a few of the top level films I named Ridley Scott so like he is like a you know Black Hot Down Prometheus like he's he's a great director so that's mm-hmm. why it's like even this trailer I agree with you that I lo- so I like the trailer but if I didn't I don't want to say if I didn't know because it's tough if it didn't have these actors and the director I don't know if I'd be so excited but yeah. it's like anytime Adam Driver's on screen it's like you know you're gonna get something special I've never once seen anything with him where I go oh he was bad like he looks like he's gonna be great especially they look like they have him in a like i said probably the antagonist of this and anytime he's an antagonist we know he can pull it off and it's good that he's not like a star wars like world destroying antagonist it's just like he might have done this really bad thing but i like the aspect even in the trailer they're playing off like the whole time he's saying he's innocent like i said i think it'll be revealed that he's not but i like that it is gonna be like a you know who done it sort of like who's telling the truth sort of almost thriller in a way but i i like i said I think that there's or maybe they'll leave it open-ended that you never get to find out the truth because I do like that line even though I do would not believe this at all but Matt Damon's like one of us have one of us is lying God will decide who's telling the truth that's not the way it works because you know <laughs> you're, you're fighting there you go yes but I like the sentiment of like how back then what would you do she's claiming it happened he's claiming it didn't and like Matt Damon says someone's lying and it's like and that's where I almost kind of hope the film doesn't reveal it but at the same time if it didn't reveal it, and if this is a movie that's supposed to be, it's based on a true story. It's about this woman, and I'm sure it's about her being strong. I don't know if you want to leave it open-ended, because that kind of, like, maybe hurts our protagonist as far as the female, if we never know. So I think we will get revealed that it did happen. And maybe it did. I don't know this true story. Maybe that is a fact that something comes up. But I think it will get revealed, and it will get... Uh, and it's called The Last Duel, so I imagine... I, I don't know much about, like, this. I know it was based on a true story. This film's been in production for a few years, I 
do not like Ben Affleck's look in this. Um, I do not think this was the right choice. I think it takes me, like, he just does, he looks like when we play these type of games, like, I'm going to create a character. And this is like, he, like, the whole trailer looks like that setting and looks realistic. And, and then it's also because, yeah, it's Ben Affleck. And I think he just stands out. But just with that haircut, it's just like <laughs> uh, the haircut, the bleach blonde, like, it just, I don't know, didn't work. And it, it's so, it's so interesting because, like, years ago, like decades ago they did so many films with kevin smith and i love these films and i was so excited that they haven't done a film i think since maybe dogma together it's like early 2000s so when they announced they were doing a film together i'm like oh i can't wait and most of the films they did together really fun loving and pally and then once i heard the plot of it i'm like oh that's not what i'm really wanting for a reunite and then when i see this trailer i'm like yeah this is definitely not like i'm happy they're in it together because they're like best friends and all but it's like i do hope they do something fun in the future like i want to see matt damon ben affleck and something that has to do with sexual assault i'd love it to be like in you know goodwill hunting where it's just like oh yeah he's a smart dude he doesn't know it so i, I like the trailer but i think it's just like the talent gets me really excited you know yeah that's i i definitely agree with you there i because i feel like that was like the main thing drawing me in other than like how nice it looked it was artsy but yeah my favorite types of movies aren't really those ones to watch um i like i do you say that but you like lighthouse you like midsummer hereditary those are very art those are just artsy horror films those are just artsy horror films you know that is a good point Okay, yeah, you you got me there. You got me. Uncut gems. Here. I haven't seen it yet. It's on the list. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, like it's probably gonna be one of those things that I just I'm gonna tell myself I don't want to watch it and I don't like it and then I'll see it and it's probably gonna be one of those movies that makes you feel like shit. Like it's probably not a happy. Oh, yeah. At all. It's not a feel good movie. No. I bet. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm probably gonna end and be like, yeah, that one. That was a great movie, great performances and everything. But man, I feel bad after that one. Like. 1400s were fucked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i think that's how i'm gonna leave the film um but overall i thought the trailer might have shown a little bit too much um like like specifically like the fight to the death <laughs> yeah i feel like it's we got tough a though the movie's called last duel right though yeah, you know true. so it's like you have to show it and even like certain lines like i understand you're trying to like explain the stakes of what this female protagonist is going to be going through but like they have the yeah. line like oh well you're gonna burn to death and like fuck is she actually like that might be how the movie ends. So if that's the case, I think I'll look back on it and be like, damn, I think that trailer showed a little too much. But overall, I thought the trailer was nice and artsy and just uh, well, well structured. I, I thought uh, yeah. some of the like scene, just like the pans of like whether we're over top of like that giant jousting arena, like a lot of those shots were just really, really, really well done, in my opinion. Yeah, well, if uh, it should be, I imagine Ridley Scott, three big stars, four big stars with her. Like, I, I won't call her a big star. I think she's upright. I mean, like, she's at least getting a falling. This is when it comes to Kelowna. Expect, like, a, a day one review for me because I'll, I'll be there. This is definitely also, like, getting in that, like, Oscar territory season where it's like, okay, we're starting to get some stuff. I, Ridley Scott has a very mixed history at the Oscars where it feels like people really love his stuff or it just doesn't get nominated at all because he, like, Martian was a big comeback, but then after he did, like, Alien covenant which i didn't like and i think he did uh oh he did a movie that gets a lot of crap now he did a movie what is it yeah exodus gods and kings where um what was it uh joel egerton and christian bale played egyptians and everyone was like dude these guys are really white yeah (laughs) yeah but the but the thing is like really scott has this thing though because he's just like one like american gangsters another great film like 
even these films that aren't the greatest, it's just like he's so good at being a filmmaker. They always like look great, you know. They also it's just like something where they're always you know they're gonna get some sort of quality. Like here's a movie of him he did years ago. I didn't like was the Robin Hood movie Russell Crowe. Not a fan of it, but it's still like you appreciate it because you're just like yeah, this guy knows how to make a film like right. scope of it. So I, I'm interested. I'll be there October fifteenth, day one. I'm very excited for it. So uh, I, I I at least for sure you'll be hearing from me on it. So yeah, and Adam Driver. Everyone knows this if you don't. He's, to me, the greatest actor in the world right now. I'm just dying for... I can't remember... Oh, it was an interview because Tarantino was promoting his book for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He wrote mm-hmm. the book version, which also, don't look into it because he reveals what happened to Cliff Booth and his wife. I wasn't a fan of it, so don't look into it. Like, he gives the full answer of, like, the, what happened with the wife, you know? That's like saying, <laughs> it's like saying don't look at the sun, and then someone's like, oh, where is it? Obviously, no, I'm just saying if you ever see a tweet or an article where it's like, it. what happened to Cliff Booth's wife? Don't click on it. I clicked on it. It's not awful. I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I didn't need that answer because I this see. answer wasn't as good. Yeah, but um, Yeah, that's a good go point because in my mind right now, I like that it's like, did he do it? Did he not? So I, yes. yeah, so uh, there you go. I will not click on it. But I can't remember what he was talking about, but I feel like Tarantino did mention Adam Driver in something. And I just like the fact that Adam Driver might be on his radar because I think that is that is a game changer combo waiting to happen. If Tarantino just literally has one film left, we got to get Adam Driver in there because, oh boy, like just Adam Driver with Tarantino dialogue. I can't even imagine what that's a. That's a combination of epic proportions right there. So I hope it happens. May, may, Adam Driver, if he asks you, clear your schedule up, man. I need that. One of my favorite directors, actors. So Malignant now. You left this one because you said you like this better. So I don't know how much better you liked it. But this is James Wan. He's coming back. This comes out September 10th. This is for American people that have it. It's going to theaters and HBO Max. Uh, September 10th, it's his return to film or horror film since uh, Conjuring 2. Obviously, like the trailer shows, he created the Saw franchise, Insidious, Conjuring. So usually when James Wan does a horror film, he ends up making a franchise that makes a whole bunch of money. So Kirkland, do you think Malignant is going to be another film that is maybe a uh, franchise starter for Mr. Wan and his pockets? Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> if it's going to be a franchise film... Um... Well, they I, never start that way. He just does them, and then they're like, "We like this." We're like, well, I guess I'm wrong, but like, he did Insidious one and two. He did Conjuring one and two, but then they did a third Conjuring without him. They're doing a third Insidious without him. He only did one Saw, and that got like eight sequels. And he, after Saw three, he did help write some of them, but after Saw three, he's like, "I'm done. I don't want anything to do with it." They still made like six more, but he gets paid for it because it was his creation right so right. every franchise other than dead silence which i really liked it was a horror puppet uh, like a ventriloquist puppet movie other than that every time he does a horror film usually the studio's like yeah we're gonna take this and we're gonna milk it and uh sometimes it's good milk sometimes it's uh sour <laughs> yeah um i mean i was just gonna say like looking at the trailer i don't think it's like holy shit there's gonna be a big series <laughs> mm-hmm. but like you just said, I guess no film really starts that way. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so I, yeah, I really, really love this trailer. I saw the fan made trailer, <laughs> I think like on Sunday or something. So there you go. We were talking about that. Check out our <laughs> after nine. We talked about it with Carl in April because we were, we were debating like, is there a trailer? No, there's on Kirkland's like, I think I saw a trailer. And Carl was like, yeah, me too. I'm like, 
I don't think so. And then it's so funny that this week it, it uh, dropped and Carl Great was like, I was, yeah, and Carl's like, is this the real trailer? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the timing's suspicious. But yeah, Carl, hope you're feeling better out there. He's a little under the weather. So, yes. So, uh, yeah, just the trailer. I thought it was really, really, really creepy. I mm-hmm. just the way it started of her like sitting, I think it was like the living room thing and just like the effects of behind her. I feel like that'll be like a big signal for, uh, I forget the villain's name, but like for like Gabriel, yeah, Gabriel. I feel His like, friends call him Gabe. <laughs> I I feel like when he's showing up, that's what we're gonna be seeing. It's like holy shit! Like the big bad is here. Um, just overall, I thought it was just such a well done trailer. I I like they they showed some scenes, but unlike certain trailers where I feel like I can piece them like where they would be in the yes. film i thought like they were put in in proper places or maybe just shown quickly of uh like holy shit that was creepy but i'm not going to be able to like when i'm in that scene just like look for it because i feel like it for like one it was just maybe like dark <laughs> in the scene and two it, mm-hmm. i i couldn't really get like a, a solid read of what was going on in the scenes i just i knew i was disturbed um i like what the plot is how it's this what she's seen like she's basically like experiencing the murders from the side of like the person being murdered like that is terrifying <laughs> yeah um so uh, overall i just thought it was such a good trailer and it's gonna be so hyped i had like zero hype i had no knowledge of this before you mentioned it on our after nine and then i'm like okay mm-hmm. kind of interesting and then i think you were reading me like the plot of like um like um you know we're going by like malignant tumors or something and <laughs> i was like i don't know what this is uh it kind of reminds me of slither in some way maybe like something's in her body well but- remember we found something too i we, I think we decided it was a fake plot but it was like battling with armies in a tumor or something like that like yeah. remember it was like, yeah it's definitely not that but i i, I it because malignant is i think we looked at something it's like something that could be a tumor that's dormant right is that what it kind of is I'll pull it up. You pull it up. I'll give you the full thing. So <clears throat> I, yeah, I brought this up, but after nine, I think we had talked about this a few times in other casts. I love James Wan. Ever since Saw came out, Saw is one of my main franchises. You look at just, like I said, to me, it's just such a huge achievement. I think James Wan's one of the most underrated directors. Sure, he directed Fast 7, which was already established franchise, but that's the one where Paul Walker passed away. So that was a huge, tough, like, mountain he had to climb to, like, make that good. He made that a billion-dollar franchise, or that one a billion-dollar movie. I think it was the first one hit a billion. Of course, that's something to do with Paul Walker, but the movie's still shit. People aren't going to see it. He made Aquaman a billion dollars. Aquaman's the biggest DC film of all time. And like I said, sure, Dead Silence, but you look at even if this film were a bomb, Saw, Insidious, Conjuring, people are lucky if they get like one film that becomes like a franchise, right? This guy has three. He has three movies that went on to go like like five plus movies almost. You know, like and look at the Conjuring. We're talking about Conjuring one, two, and three, but we're not even talking about like Annabelle, The Nun. You know, all these things that have spun off the Conjuring because it was like his idea to do this movie. So it's like he's such an underrated talent. And anytime he's doing horror, because I love that we said this afternoon. I love that he did conjuring then fast seven he did conjuring two and then aquaman and now he's doing malignant so i like this like he goes back and forth between it's like nolan used to do where it's like okay he did the prestige then batman begins and they did dark knight and then inception i love when directors kind of go back and forth because i also think it's a good palate cleanser for them too to do something smaller and this is just did you find out what malignant means yeah so the definition of malignant um is basically like in the hands of a or sorry, so like malevolent in the hands of a malignant fate or like very, um, what is it? 
in in a disease sense very like vir, vir, virulent oh my gosh my english or ferocious <laughs> okay so it spreads so, easily yeah so like in the sense of a tumor it's like it's a malignant tumor meaning that it's growing uncontrolled uncontrollably but like also it's just like um i feel like it's like so a the exact opposite of what i thought when i said dormant <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'd be in the hospital like that's good. It's malignant. We're we're making progress. Like no, Mister Snell, you're you're gonna die any yeah, day now. It just means like death is like coming. I feel like the well, that to me just you seeing what malignant is. That's the perfect definition of this trailer where it looks mm-hmm. like she sees these death, but things are it, whatever this is. Gabriel, it's it's a very to me like boogeyman sort of feel, and that's what I like. Where he's in the shadows, he has this long hair, he has this cult. There's that one shot where he like. Climb, like he crawls really fast through like a like a hole in the ground or something. Chills of hereditary yeah. there, just you describe well, it. <laughs> exactly. So and Juan is good for that. My only worry with this trailer that I didn't like is Juan for the majority of his time likes to use practical effects. So there was a lot of CG like walls turning into shit and stuff like that. So that's the only thing I hope that looks good and he doesn't really do that too much. But maybe after Aquaman he feels like he has a better handle on that. So We'll see, because me and Taylor had that problem with Conjuring 3, where he didn't direct that, but it was still felt like, at times, the CG was a bit too much. So, I love when he relies on practical. That was my only concern. Other than that, it hit on a lot of franchises I, I like. Like I said, it's like a boogeyman, but it almost feels like Freddy Cougar, where Freddy Cougar, the whole plot is, okay, you go to sleep, he can get you. That's not what this is, but it seems like she goes to sleep, and she can see another world, or see something else happen, in a way. So, it like, kind of has that, like, playing with sleep, playing with... Anytime there's a villain that looks like it's just maybe in your mind, like a Freddy Cougar, that gets me because that's that classic, like, okay, how do you beat it? A Jason, you hit with a train, you shoot him. Yeah, he's a tank, but eventually you can stop him. Villains are monsters that are, like, stuck in your mind. What do you do with that? You know, like, that's... Yeah, and that's where it's tough, like, how do you defeat that? We also have, like, some ring vibes going on, like, with the videotape. When they play, when they watch, for me, the scariest part of the trailer was when they watched the nine-year-old birthday part. And I love that, the, like, their score cut, and she's just like, oh, my friend Gabriel, and stuff like that. And then it cut to, like, a shot of her being like, and he's <laughs> yeah. the devil. And that was, like, I got goosebumps right now. I was, <laughs> yeah, like, same. I was like, fuck, that was creepy. And that's where, <laughs> I, I love that it's very much like the ring, like, watch this tape seven days. I'm not sure, did you ever see Sinister as well? Yeah. Yes, that was creepy with the tapes and like the little yeah, kids and stuff. Yeah, that's what yeah. in the middle, like you had the birthday part, but lots of when they were doing uh, Saw Insidious, all the transitions were then like winding up a tape and stuff like that. Ooh. So it gave me that vibe like, is she going to be watching tapes from her life? Even if it's just that one tape of like, it seems like this is something that has been with her possibly her whole life, right? Like, mm-hmm. even it seems like she's adopted because her mom says, like, oh, there's something happened to you once we, you know, got you that your life was always going to be a little bit different or bad or whatever it is. So it is interesting in my theory. I'm not sure if you search malignant poster, you'll see the one that came out today, but you can also see there's one with the full on weapon. The weapon's really cool. He or whoever Gabriel was like, sh- like sharpening it and everything yeah, like that in the that trailer. Good, yeah, I like that scene. But there's one, I think it's like on a blue poster and it's an official poster and it's really cool. But my working theory is that Gab Gabriel's maybe going to actually be Gabrielle or something like that. I don't think it's a guy. I think it's going to be a woman. I'm not sure if it is a, different like evil version of her or something but it's just they're hiding her face the long hair the ties that being like to childhood and whatnot that's my trash told you that this will be not a man at the end of the day it might just be a figure right it might not even be like a man or woman it might just be a evil presence but that's my prediction is i think it's gonna be a woman it's just a few shots that they showed it he it looked a lot slender just like more of a frame of a woman and just how they're framing the trailer i thought okay 
maybe there's something up here as far as they're using Gabriel, but that you know, movies like to twist you in all the time. 100%. So I, I I could totally uh, see that happening actually because they don't they put a lot of emphasis on not showing them. Um, they have yes. long hair, like you said. Gabriel could be like Gabrielle, right? Like it could be yeah. one of those moments. Um, I I could totally see that happening, and then maybe it's like her sister or whatever it might be. Um, this was the one. Sorry, it wasn't yeah. blue. The, I, I yeah. was finding a way to pull it up on here. I'm, I'm no Taylor Field, so bear with me. But uh, there you go. We just saw it from Travis. That is yeah. definitely a different weapon than I thought I saw in the trailer. In the trailer, I thought they were like dirty-ass knives or something. But that looks like well, clean. And just even... Well, and that's what I love. Like, the whole character... Oh, hey, man. Hey, I love the background. Pew yeah. Boys. You're part of the Pew Boys. But, like, that's why I love, like... The arm and everything, the glove, it looks dirty, but then the weapon looks so pristine and neat. But like, if you look at Gabrielle or Gabriel, I'm already doing it, but Gabriel, like, <laughs> he looks like dirty, right? Like, he his hair is gross and he's like a very shadowy figure and stuff, but he looks very leathery. So, I and if you look at James Wan, I'm sure it's not just him alone, but stuff like Insidious that had the Darth Maul monster, or like, look at Saw with Billy the puppet. He's already made some iconic looks of horror things that have like withstood the test of time, right? Conjuring, conjuring, not so much because those were more ghosts and everything. But he, to me, included one of the most iconic like trailer moments was that clapping game trailer, which that was like always big for the Conjuring. So I think he has a very good sensibility of doing mainstream horror, but also putting stuff in there that sticks with you. I'll always mention this, but the Conjuring, one of the scary shots to me in the world, is you've seen the Conjuring, right? Yep. When like the whole clap games happen and it's kind of in the middle of the movie and when the girls are sleeping in the room and like someone keeps pulling their foot but they don't know and they keep hearing like a banging coming from the cupboard and they go to check and they open and nothing's up there and the girl the daughter walks back but then in the top corner almost like a hereditary shot you see the witch like on all fours on top of the cupboard and then it just she's like what and then she looks up and it's a hard zoom on the witch and that's when the score kicks in and it was so scary because you just remember in the theater and just like you see the witch right up there and you're like oh, yeah. oh my god and he's so <laughs> yeah he's so good at like i said i feel like he's great at making mainstream stuff that's palpable not too much like a hereditary where i think hereditary has a lot of stuff that people like you look at people lots of people dislike that movie it's very weird and i think there's lots of exposition you have to take in i th- i think he found a way to bypass that by still creating images and moments and characters that have withstood the test of time and whatever you want to say but like so even with jigsaw and saw like you want to play a game that's one of the most like iconic horror lines ever you know and he's he's great at that so am i maybe putting too much state like stock on him for this and putting a lot of pressure yeah but i've done that before and he delivered the conjuring and i think at least it's kind of like the mcu baseline it's going to be at least a good flick i think with him behind it yeah for sure um just like adding on to what you said about that one particular shot i i feel like it's one thing where a lot of like horror movie directors will just like bank on those like cheap jump scares which i just hate yes. i i hate when movies like just rely on those because okay like one might get me and then it might be like oh okay that was intense but like when they're just back to back and like you're just expecting them like they're not even scary anymore it's just like lazy in my opinion but like for him to do that specific shot in a different way where it, it ended up being not like a jump scare because I saw it originally and then it zoomed mm-hmm. in. But like when the score hit, just everything that like made it scary, it was different than they just turn the corner and someone's just like pops right up on the screen. Right. And hey, I, y'all. <laughs> exactly. Miss Minutes. Holy shit. Um, yeah. So that's Gabriel. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, 
I feel like James Wan, like you said, he's an underrated director. I definitely agree with that because I feel like a lot of these properties, I just completely forget that it's him that directed them. Yeah. Um, I'm not it's one guy. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not a Saw guy, but like even I've yeah. seen the, like, the first one and like, you know, I'm not, I don't like the traps, but like for what that movie is of like the just like the plot, I, th- I thought it was really interesting. Um, On a shoestring budget too. He made exactly. that thing for dirt yeah. cheap and like I think they shot it in like... I can't remember the crazy number, but I think it's in like 10 days or so. Like it, yeah, one of those things where it's just like, and if you, it's really cool too that that Saw movie was based off him and Lee Wonell who directed Invisible Man. They made just a short of Saw and everything oh. like that. And then someone saw it made into a movie. That's why it's really cool because he did the same thing. The guy that directed Shazam, he directed a horror movie called Lights Out. But uh, James Wan had seen a short film that he did and said, oh, I want you to make that into a movie. So he's kind of carried that on too. And like I said, there's tons of horror directors right now that have a career or making money is because like they made movies based off his movies you know so it's like he he has like a quiet reputation but he's uh he's he's bad in a lot he's bad and pretty good like uh, they say bad in 5000 so yeah no for sure i mean like conjuring like that's definitely one of my favorite horror movies and james mm-hmm. wan so there you go i'm i'm really excited for this film um i'm excited to see if your theory uh, comes yeah. comes to fruition. I I definitely agree with you on that one. I, I think that's it's pretty plausible. Like probably like sixty plus percent. And I think out of all of them, where there's always some sort of mystery, I, I guess maybe I take the back as Saw. Literally, the whole movie is a mystery. But maybe as far as these more ghost-like ones, this seems a lot of like there's going to be trying to figure out what was the cause, is who is this, what was the event, you know, they're already laying in that, like, kind of detective, like, she's trying to figure it all out sort of deal, instead of just, hey, there's a ghost in my house, how do we get rid of it? This is like, hey, what's causing all this bad stuff going on? And, uh, yeah, definitely anticipated for me. So, anything else on Malignant? Yeah, uh, just just one really quick moment that um, was when, I think she's, like, looking for the tapes and, like, like trying to see like oh this guy's been a part of me or my like my life and then like that's when they yeah. play that tape that you you shouted out that was very creepy we both got goosebumps just talking about it now um when they're like talking about it in the movie i'm like okay we're gonna check the tapes we're gonna see him like in the in the, the kid party or whatever like we've seen yeah. this so many times before yes. but f- for some reason whether maybe it was just because like 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 the kid's birthday party section of the film of, of like the tape didn't really do it for me because I was just like, okay, I've seen this before. Whether this is yeah, what whatever movie we've seen this before. But then when it did like the shot of like her in modern day, and then the the screen like goes like just like snow, and then mm-hmm. I don't know who the the dude's supposed to be, and then he just like turns or the lights turn off, turns it back on, she's gone. I was like, holy fuck, okay, this is intense. And then you get that scene. It's so funny because we were talking about Freddy Krueger. Completely reminded me of Freddy Krueger when the couch starts like moving, yes. and I'm like expecting a face to just like pop out or something. So um, there was elements of like horror movies that I had seen before, but there was still mm-hmm. a lot of fresh stuff that got me really excited. And uh, yeah, it just looks so creepy, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited. That's uh, September is when I'll be a little busy, but I might have to try and sneak on a late night to talk about that. Either way, I'll be seeing it because good thing. Uh, there's ways to find HBO Max in Canada. But uh, <laughs> we're going to take our last ad break, and then we're going to talk about some Loki, because I'm excited to pick your brain on this one. So we'll be right back. And we're back. So Loki, it's crazy. If you think like in two hours from now, it would have been a week ago when we were watching the season finale of Loki. At the time of this recording, it's crazy that already we've had the season finale of Loki come and gone in a week. You know, Right now, I'd be trying to stay up, getting ready for it, and 
there's nothing, you know, just, it's just gone. But uh, either way, so two things happened last week where the right or the director, Kate Heron, said she's not coming back for season two. I'm going to read you a quote. But then also, this is not confirmed, but the writer, Michael Waldron, posted like a photo on Twitter and it's like of Loki and he's looking at the screen from episode one when it's showing his life's journey, whatever, but it's the part where it says end of file. So people are taking it as like, is this like a sly way of him saying he's also not a part of it? And also like he's He wrote Dr. Strange, but he's also in the middle of writing a star Wars movie for Feige. So he is busy. And I want you to read you this quote from Kate Heron. This is what I am bringing up as far as one, if you're like at least warrior or anything, but two, what I just thought was weird. So this came out the day after Logan I'm not returning. I always plan for this just to, uh, what? Just like, I'm not returning. And then you like took a deep breath. I'm like, is that <laughs> yeah, tell, tell, talk to me about that quote for 20 minutes. Here, no, I'm not returning. No. Well, and what, she, what's he mean by that last one? Yeah. She goes, I always plan to be just on this. Uh, and to be honest, season two wasn't. And then there's a pause. That's something that just came out. I'm so excited. I'm really happy to watch it as as a fan next season. But I just think I'm proud of what we did. And given it all, or given it my all, I'm working on some other stuff that yet to be announced. She said she'd be happy to work with Marvel. So my, and I'll see if I can try and show you the screen there where it happens. But like, no, I'm going to have to send that to you. But either way, like literally they do two like dashes where they show when she goes, she says the, uh, to be honest, season two wasn't in the, that's like a pause that's just something that came out so for me yeah i found that very interesting and there was like one scooper like uh, that kind of put out like he had heard some stuff and i don't know to believe but if there was bad blood sometimes i don't believe those because some people just take that and they just say some of that to get clicks because it's like well look i could kind of infer this but even for myself with no scooper saying something i i find this whole situation very odd now here's the thing at the end of the day, the MCU is Kevin Feige and his team, right? Luis Esposito. I can't remember. There's the other female producer. Oh, I can't remember. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting her name. But he has him and his team of producers that craft the MCU. See, at the end of the day, I trust if both the writer and director are gone, that he will find someone co- comparable to at least make a good season, hopefully at least a good season or something serviceable. But on the surface, if they're both gone, I do worry as far as like, not worry, but it's just more of a disappointment. I guess I should not say worry, I'll say disappointment because I loved Loki season one. You go back, check out our reviews. It's in my top five, maybe top six MCU, depending on kind of figuring that out. But either way, it's up there high. I thought they just knocked it out of the park. So to hear that they potentially, well, one for sure is not coming back and the other one not coming back. It's really disappointing because I liked the dragon, but I also think we talk about so many times the dialogue in the show. And it's like, well, if the writer's not coming back, hopefully we get someone as good as him, but it's like, he's the sure thing, you know? And I was talking about this with a few other people, but it's like, yeah, but it's Feige MCU. But for me, it's still the same way of like, you could have a great coach, but if you were to tell me, hey, next season, you don't have that quarterback and wide receiver, I'd be like, oh, we might find a way. And there's other great players out there, but at least I know these people have the goods, right? So for him, I'm disappointed because I love the writing. And for her, him I get. There's all these things he has going on. She says she's working on other stuff. She loves working with Marvel again. So maybe, but I found it weird that she said that like, oh, season two wasn't in that. And then she stopped and continued. The rumors were like season two was always planned, but I just wonder like, was it always planned with a certain amount of people 
and she didn't know about it, which I think is kind of lame in my opinion. But at the same point, I guess if there was some sort of not even drama, but just maybe not working together well, you don't need to tell her that. You can let her go. But mm-hmm. it's just strange. And like I said, it's the MCU. I trust them. But it is a little bit of a disappointment where I am already less excited for season two because of the potential loss of these two. So one, I just think it's a weird situation, especially for her, where there being so much praise, why they wouldn't lock her down or get her for season two. And if she's unavailable, I found she would have been like, oh, I couldn't do season two because I'm doing this, this and this, but I wish them well. It was like, a, oh, yeah, well, I only plan to be a one and I got other stuff in the anytime someone's like, oh, I hope to work with Marvel again. That feels like a weird like, why are you kind of saying that? So I might be reading too much into that. Kirkland going to respond to that. But either way, if we don't have that writer director, I am kind of disappointed in next season. And I will be, like I said, not worried, but a little less excited for the return because I, I really liked the team we had for this. Yeah, I, I did too. I I love season one. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, mm. Not my favorite MCU show. WandaVision still has that that top spot, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, like you, I loved the dialogue that they had. Like those slow, just like non-action scenes, just dialogue scenes. That was like my favorite moments of the entire show. So yeah. definitely if I'm hearing that I'm going to be losing the writer there, a part of me is like, Oh man, that definitely sucks. But a part of me is also like, well, think of like WandaVision. Like the dialogue in there was phenomenal. Whether it was the moments of Vision and Wanda, um, mm-hmm. like in like the Avengers compound, uh, you got that great line like, "What is, what is grief if not love everlasting?" Oh, every time I hear that, I persevering, like, persevering. Okay, okay, I'm paraphrasing, but this guy's gonna always do that to me. But the <laughs> biggest line of the year, you know. <laughs> I was so close to. I was like so confident I had it right. I'm like, watch. That's this. okay. Guys you weren't as close to me <laughs> on the actual reviewer. I said preserving, and right away the next day I got tweets and comments. It's persevering. It's persevering. It's not preserving. Yeah, okay, star. sorry. It's fucking yeah. It's fucking one a in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So like, part of me is like, okay, it sucks because like you mentioned, like I know. I know what I got in season one that I liked. Yeah. It. So if I had that same team, I'm pretty sure that I would like season two. But since we're losing that, okay, that sucks. But part of me is also like, okay, well, like everyone else that they've kind of had for like writers on these shows have been like just stellar in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm, again, I'm probably going to take the optimist route on there and just like trust the process. And hopefully they have a plan for why they're changing these uh yeah these people um i mean anything like at the end of the day it's a business so if there was like bad blood and they're like okay this is just for a healthier working environment and like better going forward for uh like what the property is maybe we need to switch things up which i understand uh sometimes you got to do those those things but Definitely strange on, like you said, I, I felt like that one line of, I hope we, I hope I work with them again. Like, I feel like that's just like a standard thing to say when they're just like, like cleaning their hands and like, okay, yeah. we're done with you now. And it's just like, okay, make sure you say this at all your interviews <laughs> now. Um, and it felt so strange to me because like, the, and obviously the finale is, you know, not loved by anybody. I watched it with Emily and she's like, yeah, I didn't like that. And <laughs> I yeah, was like, and we talked, yeah. And I talked about too, because I think she her whole thing was like that's how you introduce a villain and i'm like yeah but like he's gonna be this guy like but then i was like yeah i do wonder how we talk about this how like if you don't know anything about these comic books and it's like okay 
to you, that's not Kang, that's just some dude, right? So it's just like, yeah. and she had other problems with it. But either way, I feel for the majority of people at least liked it. And it felt like, especially for the people that loved it, such like a home run of like, of a night and an episode. And then to like for the very next day to be like, oh, well, she's not coming back. And it's like, oh, and the writer might not be coming back too. It was like, a, oh, damn. Like it was just deflating of like, we didn't get that full like home run. And like for you sure. said, it, it has happened. We got other great writers, but at the same point, this is the first show to get a season two. And if it sucks or if it's lesser than, you know what we're going to point towards, right? We're going to yeah. be like, hey, the writer, director, and maybe maybe that would cause me like you know in season three we got to get these people back and find a way to work out and plus bad blood could like and bad blood is just an easy way to say it that honestly it could easily be as something simple as like i'm not trying to make him sound like a diva but like if tom hiddleston didn't like the way he was being directed he's the fucking star and he'd be like hey you know what next season i want someone else and they would do that because they need him you know that's the way it works that's the way tom cruise works apparently that's the way what happened with deadpool one to two it changed directors because they weren't getting along and ryan Reynolds kind of just went to studio said like hey like i need this change and seeing as he's deadpool and also producer on the film you go yeah we're gonna change it for ryan (laughs) so that's where it's like it could just be something as little but you know again i've it's different because the MCU, but it's just as I'm rewatching Dexter right now, I got all these great seasons with Clyde Phillips, you know, directing it, writing it, and then he leaves for season four. And that's right. Just I don't want that situation where these people uh-huh, leave and then yeah. we get season two and it's like, man, this feels like a major step down. And hopefully they would have the the smarts to be like, let, like I said, let's get them back. But it is also the MCU. So you never know. They kind of move on. And who knows? Maybe Loki season two. Maybe it's just going one more season. Then it's done. It might not be an everlasting thing. So. It's an interesting example you brought up with like Deadpool and how Ryan Reynolds was the star, also a producer. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston was producer on the show, wasn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. So there <laughs> he you is. Go. He's executive producer. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's interesting. Take that how you yeah. want. Um, Heard it but- here first. Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> he, he blasted Kate Heron. We'll, we'll get one of those bad thumbnails, like the clickbait ones. The red, like Loki, with, like Tom Hiddleston with the red eyes of like, you know, uh, Kate Heron, too woke for Tom Hiddleston, demanded to be taken off season two. <laughs> With the red eyes. Agree. Yeah, yeah, top. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a Loki. I'm a trickster. <laughs> trickster. Um, yeah, and like a part of me is feeling like, who knows, maybe we're going somewhere completely different in season two and then like fresh director, fresh writer will kind of help that. Yeah. Um, because I really love the beginning stuff of Loki season one of like just the TVA buddy cop type feel like Owen Wilson, Tom Hiddleston. I liked all that stuff. I feel like not everyone did, but I certainly did. Um, I could totally see them going to do a different route, especially when you bring in like multiverse and stuff like that. Um, I feel like we're just going to really be shaking things up. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for season two to look and feel a lot different from season one. And I feel like that's possibly like Kevin Feige or the rest of the MCU had that intention. Like, okay, this is what season one's going to be like. Season two, we're going to be getting into more, you know, blank or like more of this route. Yeah. And that's definitely a possibility. Obviously, we just hear it like third hand and then report on it and give our take on it. So we don't know for sure. But um, at the end of the day, it's just got me really interested in season two. I mean, I was already yeah. excited for it, but I feel like now I'm just interested in to see what happens, whether it's a complete shit show. It'll be interesting to talk about it. I'll hate it while I'm watching it, but it'll be interesting nonetheless to talk about it. Or if it's just something really fresh and may, who knows, maybe they're going to get a great pairing again and it's going to be possibly even better than season one. 
Well, and it's interesting because like you got the writer, Michael Waldron, who already was writing on Doctor Strange, or depending on the order wrote on this and went over there. Plus, he's doing Star Wars, Feige Star Wars. So, you know, okay, he's well-liked. The showrunners who did Falcon Wear Soldier, they're apparently writing Captain America 4 with Anthony Mackie. And then Jack Schaefer, who wrote WandaVision, also wrote Captain Marvel, also wrote Black Widow. So that's the other thing, too, where some people point out, and I agree, that it's weird that, you know, Kate Heron, who I think did a... Th- like, I think the directing this did a phenomenal job. I think, you know, there's some weak parts here and there. But for me, I thought she brought what was neat to the show. TV's different than movies, but still, she's kind of one of the captains of the ship. And I think she did a really great job. So it, it's another interesting thing that, again, I feel like it's a pretty, at least, really well-liked. It could be debated, but I feel the majority really like it. So it's weird that, like, WandaVision writer off do other things. This writer off do different things. The guys that do Captain America are doing Captain America 4 now. But it's like, her, uh, she did Loki and it's one and done. And like I said, I said that, you said that. But I do agree with the statement of, like, the, oh, I hope to work with Marvel again. Some, I'd love to work with them again. That's where it just feels like, okay... There's, I feel like there's definitely maybe some water under the bridge. It's just like, it feels much like when people have problems and then you get like, oh, you know, scheduling conflicts, you know, it's like, well, you could delay this. You could figure this out, but it's, oh no, just not going to work. You know, or, or the classic uh, creative differences. That's the other one too, where it's just this blanket statement, you know? So I wonder, I hope honestly that some interviewer when Loki is coming out, does take a shot and they're like, Hey, why did you feel the need to switch directors? And Feige's smart. He's a spin doctor. He'll have an answer ready, but I hope that someone does ask like, Hey, why if the director and the writer are back, like, Oh, why did that happen? And do you feel that these new people bring something great to the table? And he will. Oh yeah. I love those two. But, but still, I hope, I hope someone takes a shot and at least asks. Yes, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we did a nice little mini newscast there. We want to touch base. Cause yeah, the next few days we've got some reviews. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, snake guys, I'm going to see depending on your guys' recommendation. Cause I'm hosting Marvel Alliance with Chris. So that's why I couldn't see it on the Thursday. And I honestly, no lies whatsoever i much rather see old than snake eyes so that's why i'm doing that old anytime m night Shyamalan has a movie coming out i'm always excited because i feel like there's always something to talk about you talk about a guy who's making controversial stuff that's been his whole career so i'm very excited for that snake eyes i'm intrigued but that's one where i'll definitely listen to your non-spoilers review and talk to you guys and see if it's worth like a cheap tuesday because I think that could be fun, but I could also think it'd be like a dog shit movie where, you know, that uh, is not the greatest. But check out their review happening. And then, uh, <laughs> I was gonna yeah, say, great, um, great teaser. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was really excited for Snake Eyes. Um, I got Shay really excited for Snake Eyes because she's a big fan of Henry Golding, attractive. Oh, man. okay. Yeah. And I was then... like, how'd you get her for that? Go, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then, like, she works at 7 p.m that day so i'm like okay mm-hmm. if you want we can squeeze in that movie quick for and then like today yeah you could probably watch it without me and then if it depending on how you like it maybe i'll watch it i'm like i thought you were more hyped on it than i was <laughs> yeah well that, that that's the exact situation i was because my plan was okay the thursday i was gonna see snake eyes and then old so then friday be ready for both reviews and then i completely forgot that i promised because brent's also not gonna be marvel lines i said I'd co-host i'm like okay can't leave Chris high and dry. You know, that's my show that I was the father of with the long Chris. I'm like, okay, I miss snake eyes. And then I was like, I'll see snake eyes on the Friday. But then when I thought about it, I'm like, is snake eyes worth time away from my kids and Emily? And I'm like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> like if I was more excited for something yeah. bigger, it's like, oh, then I'll make that call. But it's just, cause I, I like GI Joe, but I'm saying thing is, Henry Golding, Samara Weavings in it. Samara Weavings was really selling me, but it just is one of those movies. Like, 
I don't know. It's just, and I'm really curious. Like I know we're in a pandemic, but we've still had some movies that have done well. I'm really curious to see what that does box office wise. Cause I even think in non COVID that that would have bombed. And I think it, let me just do a quick check of what that budget has. So it's, and it's interesting. So like Blackwood, I'm not sure if you kept on that. They had, there's been all these conflicting reports that they had like a 67% drop in the box office. They made like 27 million. And then some place put out like, Oh, Disney's pulling premier access, not doing anymore. They delete the tweet. And then they, another person put out a tweet showing that like another 900, like almost a million people in the U S bought it on Disney plus. So that would be like almost like a 25 to 30 million pure profit again. So it feels like we're very much in the air of like, we hear like, Oh, it did really bad here, but great here. So obviously with saying she will probably find out sooner or later if they announce it's going to react. So I bet that's the like, Oh, okay. Then it did really well. But, um, what is, let me just see. I'm just very curious what the budget is of this movie. I feel like it has to be like hundred million plus, right? It feels like it, unfortunately. Oh, they don't have a budget listed yet, so that's not good. So we'll, <laughs> we'll know sooner. But I think that definitely means it's uh, it's big. Like Space Jam was number one movie in the year, but that was like 150 million dollar budget, and that's uh, let's see, it kind of sort of worked out. Hundred million dollars <laughs> just so, for the Rock. So, pardon me. Hundred million dollars just for the rock. <laughs> the rock. Jungle Cruise. Is that what we're talking about? Oh, I thought you were talking about uh Space Jam again. I was oh, like, no. uh, you know. Space no, I, I, <laughs> I'm open. I love that director's pitch. Them wrestling, Looney Tunes wrestling with the rock. Yes. And the rock like the rock would have so much fun in that movie. You kidding yeah. me? You know how much fun he would have, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It makes so much sense for them to do that. Um yeah. especially if this one's like prop. I mean, what's the numbers? You said it's the number one movie. Yeah, it's not gonna make a. It's gonna just break even though it's 150 million. It that's a speed. So they gotta make like 300 million to break even. So, or, well, yeah, to yeah, really break even. So, but you never know. Toys and merchandise and stuff like that. Those are some cool jerseys. And I hate that the Xbox. I would have got it. They're only doing like giveaways for the controller. Me and Emily mm. were like, oh, we would have bought one because it, it it's yeah. really cool. I like the jerseys. I like his LeBron shoes too. Those are cool. So it's like a stupid Nintendo decision where they're like, let's just take this game off, even though it costs yeah. us nothing to have it here. Um, I understand. I did. I'm on like a, a per, like a email list. They have the Goon Squad like basketball. Shay and I are Ooh. getting one like the second you can. So uh, they look really cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. That is episode 402 of the books. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you very much for the support. Thank you to all the patrons supporting us. We really appreciate it. We've had another great month. So we promise when you hear from us next, we got a week in full reviews. They will not be boring. See you later. Boom. Did it. Just the two of us. You're the one that started it. I figured you're the one that... <laughs>